Hello and welcome to another edition of Valor Talks, which is my Simulation Hockey League podcast. I am your host, ValorX77, and the nice thing about what I'm doing right now is that Oh, that's weird. I was in some other voice chat. Apologize for those technical issues. I'll get those built. So, yeah. I'm just sorry for the technical difficulties. Uh, it only took a few seconds. But anyway, this is episode three of Valor Talks. So, we're... We got a lot of stuff to cover. But... Before we get into it, the nice thing about this is that I am recording this just about 30 hours before, about 31 or 30 hours before the actual draft begins. I already know a few teams have set up their picks already. So you will get a bit of an inside spill of what I've been hearing. If that means HO has to pound my ass, HO has to shoot me down for this, I'd be fine with it. So, without further ado, we're going to get hopped into the topics. So first, we have... Our league championships have wrapped up. First, I would like to congratulate the Texas Renegades for snapping a 23-season drought, cup drought, with their five-game series win over the Buffalo Stampede. With an overtime winner in game... I believe they won overtime in game one and game five. So, yeah. Congratulations to the bo- to both teams for making the final and the Texas Renegades for winning the Season 59 Challenge Cup. On to the SMJHL, we have to congratulate the Kelowna Knights for defeating the Anchorage Armada in five games to win the Season 59 Four-Star Cup. So, yeah, we covered the champions part. Now we're going to cover probably the biggest topic that's been going on. That is, we have the expansion draft. So, yeah. So, we'll get on to it. We saw the Philadelphia Forge and the Montreal Patriots 
make their picks. The draft took about a, about 90 minutes to complete, but it felt shorter than that. No one surprise, Hamilton players went one and two. Bork Laser, who you probably know him as Frick Nasty, selected first overall by taken by the Philadelphia Forge. And we had then had Zoltan Ibrahimovic Jr. selected second overall. The nice thing about this draft is that they could be able to assemble their core, and this is probably going to be one of the more strongest expansion teams we've seen in the league. So they have a good shot to compete right off the bat. Well, maybe not Montreal because of how strong their division is. So, yeah. So the first pick I'm going to note here is in round four. Seventh overall, White Goodman. He was the backup goaltender in Texas. He did get traded back there. As a result, he it was traded for the 20th overall selection in this upcoming draft. We'll see what this pick becomes tomorrow. More notable names to go. Uh, I see Winnipeg was really affected by this draft. Uh, Philadelphia's goalie and co-GM is Gucci Scranton, or should I say Honkers, who is a never good user. For Texas, I think the team who got hit hard the most by expand. I know Texas got hit hard, losing a 2,000 TP player to be an expansion GM is going to hurt. He was long-time here, but of Texas, so... And then Rex Kirkby, who was in regression. So, yeah. Next topic we're going to get into is... Gonna be some trades, as there's probably gonna be still some more occurring before the draft. So, yeah. We gotta see. Oh, we got some breaking news. Looks like a forgotten player has finally found a team. So, e, Yudo Caldera, a.k.a. Kentakira, is going to go to Toronto. Let me congratulate him real quick. This is live as I'm recording this. Oh, that's nice when good news breaks during this podcast. I like it. Sorry, just messing with my setup here. Yep, this thing's still up. I'm good. 
So, yeah. It's turned out to be pretty good. He's agreed to go. Nice to see him on the team and given an opportunity. So, yeah. So, now we are about to open up on trades. So, let's see what we have here. Do, 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 do. Where is it? SHL roster transactions. A bunch of extensions. So, where do we start? Montreal, Texas. Res Texas gets White Gundin back, and they receive the season 61st, which we will talk about the draft in a few minutes. So, yeah, 20th overall sent over. So, yeah. And then we have the move that broke the entire league. <sighs> I don't know how to feel about this trade, honestly. For context here, Rose Puff is one of the most nicest users I have seen in the SHL. But for the way Kez pulled this trade off, he literally caught the entire league sleeping, pulled it off, and just like that, you automatically wake up to a sound of a nuclear siren. And that nuclear siren is a warning of a massive trade, in which we are about to cover. <sighs> Rose Puff, a two th almost 2,000 TPE player. He's packaged with a season 62 second and sent to Tampa. Get this for this massive haul. I'm even shocked by it personally. A New England season 60 New England first, which is fourth overall. Season 60 Calgary first, 16th overall. Season 60 Baltimore second, 30th overall. And they, and they get their pick from season 62, first overall, back, first round, not first overall, we'll see about that, back from Tampa. And he was a former first overall selection. To see him get dealt the way he was, I'm honestly stunned. Like I said... Entire league. <laughs> Trellop jo even joked about a meme with fancy small price to pay for roast puff. Trella, you are a madman. Giving up that much for, for roast puff. That is avaricious. I know you guys' window is about to open up pretty soon. So, yeah. His name is Magnus Lil just Oh god damn it. Lil just run. Sorry if I didn't say your name right, Rose Puff. I'm bad at pronouncing stuff. And now we just look at the Fred and watch everybody fall now.
0-66? Somebody mentioned some Winnipeg's doing 0-66. I doubt that, honestly. Tampa did that once with a winless season, but I don't think it's possible. It isn't. You literally can't do that. So we had that massive trade, and I believe we had one more trade recovering. And I believe this is a one-for-one swap, if I remember correctly. Hang on. My internet is taking a while. I think it was there. Yep, San Francisco, Montreal. They swap Boris Poroshenko, who was traded to Montreal. No, he actually gets sent to San Francisco. And Montreal gets the rights to Igor Petrov. Oh, one of the Petrovs got moved. Pretty shocked to see that. Petrov is a CC. I'm pretty sure this guy is a multi. I don't know why, but he's also on the Chicago Butchers of the ISFL. And here's my theory. Bailey and Buford, they're the same person. Do I have to put another thing about great troops of SHL? I really don't want to do that, because for the draft and expose the dark secrecy of the league... So, yeah. Now, we're going to jump in into probably the biggest topic of the dra- of today's podcast. And that is final preparations for the S60 ISFL. Not ISFL. SHL. God damn it. Draft. I don't even know what ligament. So. It is scheduled for 7 p.m. Eastern Time tomorrow night. As I'm recording this, as of 12.04 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on June 11th. First overall will be Montreal as won by the draft lottery. New Orleans Spectres second overall. Manhattan Ridge third. Winnipeg fourth. Then we got Philadelphia fifth. Winnipeg again at sixth. This is... They're on selection. Seventh overall, Minnesota. Eighth. This was Toronto's pick, but it got moved to Manhattan. Tampa, Minnesota, which is Baltimore's pick. San Francisco. Twelve was originally Los Angeles, but it got moved to Texas. Then we got Atlanta, 13. Edmonton at 14. Hamilton acquiring the pick from Seattle as a result of the Gabriel Johnson trade. Winnipeg acquiring this 16th overall. Once again, the result of the Rose Puff trade. Chicago at 17. I got a rumor about them. Don't be surprised if they trade out of the first round. Uh, That's something that Corey told me. And if he finds out I'm talking about him on this podcast, he's going to kill me. Or he's going to keep lurking in Anaheim's locker room every time we lose to Newfoundland. Stop it, man. Just stop. 
Atlanta, 18. This was originally Hamilton's pick. Buffalo at 19. And finally, at 20th overall, this is Montreal, which was acquired in the White Goodman trade. So, I can't exactly say who is going number one overall. There has been a rumor about it. I'm just going to keep reading people's mocks. Man, what's up with people copying the wrong one? So, right now, I have... In my opinion... Here are some hot takes. I have... Number one. Philadelphia will not be taking a recreate with their first round pick. They prefer to draft a newer user. So that means they will be drafting a first-generation create with fifth. Two, what, there's, it's unknown what Winnipeg is going to do with four and six overall. But I heard a forward potentially being selected at four, which could be the likes of Goyers, and six overall. I don't know exactly who the defenseman is. I have a guess, but I'm not going to say it. Now, I'm going to get into the personal stuff about who I think is going to take me before the draft begins. So... Holy crap, I'm logging on to the forums, and I see a bunch of GMs, like, lurking around. Like, yo, stop. Hang on. I caught somebody looking at Anaheim's page. I keep trying to see, like, what I've been doing the past few days is trying to catch, if I catch a GM lurking on my page... Uh, I haven't seen... I've seen her to... Alright, so... Uh-oh. I just caught a GM scouting. Oh, it's Winnipeg Co. I caught him scouting uh, Gojo, who's Maddie. If you're listening to this, Maddie, uh, as the time is recording, looks like a GM is look. Hmm. I might as well put you fourth overall, because... I caught a GM looking at your page. I'm just rambling, am I? <laughs> it's about to, all around the time I should be having lunch. Uh, should I eat during my podcast? Probably, but... I'll hold off. Alright. Before we talk into this, I am going to say about what I think is going to happen to me. So, of all the teams that have reached out to me, I have heard from the following. 
I've heard from Atlanta. I've heard from Baltimore. I've heard from Chicago. I've put on Calgary on the on their inter prospect Fred. Um let me pull up the teams again real quick. I have one page for normal stuff and the second one for the questions I'm gonna answer in the second half. I have not heard from Buffalo. I've heard from Hamilton. They contacted me extremely late last night. I have a rumor about them. I have not heard from Manhattan. I briefly talked with Montreal, but they said they were looking at a defenseman. I've talked a lot with New England. With Ken Vold a lot, so... I have not heard from Philadelphia. I have also not heard from Tampa. I have not heard from Toronto. Calgary a little bit. I've heard from Chicago, but they have told me I'm likely gone before their selection. I've heard from Edmonton a lot. They said I'm high on their board. I have not heard from LA. I have not heard from Minnesota. New Orleans has been secretly scouting me for a while, apparently, so I've heard from them. I've heard briefly from San Francisco. I heard, not heard from Seattle. I briefly heard from Texas, but I was just helping them with Championship Week stuff. And I've heard a lot from Winnipeg. So, of all the teams I've studied, I feel like... The prime range for me is either 14, 15, or 16th overall. Hamilton has, in fact, told me that if I'm available at 15, this might, be, this might not be true, they might take me. I might be a little biased here, but I don't mind where I go. I really don't. As long as you have playing room for me, I'd be willing to help out. So, yeah. Man, I see a bunch of GMs running around like it's nothing. Mmm. Sorry, my mic went dead. Let's see. Got somebody looking at Fred. Sometimes when I'm bored, I just try to look at GMs looking at other pages. Holy cow, there's a lot of people on the site. Alright, so I think it's either going to be Edmonton, Hamilton, or Winnipeg who selects me. New England is a wild... I say New England and Atlanta also have outside chances. New England, they're not sure if they're going to be able to get me. They have picked 21, but they're going to have... I'm likely gone before then, so you're going to have to trade up if you want...
so yeah. DMs are probably seeing me bouncing around the forums and they're like, what is this guy doing? I'm like, dude, I'm just doing stuff for my puck. Hang on. Uh, so, let me check something real quick. Alright, so, back to it. Oh, I just had an IRL interruption, so... Apologize for the technical difficulties. We're about halfway in. So, let's take a dive into... Let's say the World Junior Classic. Shall we? Let's start with the IIHF. Of what's been going on. So let's pull up the standings. In their group. The top three. Make it in. So the top groups is right now. The top team right now is Switzerland. Who has 28 points. The second highest goal differential. And has only has one overtime loss. That's it. The nice thing about the index is that we could pull up and see who they lose to. Oh, it was to the U.S. And let's focus on my team, Japan, who is at 18 points. Uh, we've been doing quite well, but we did beat Fit. Let's see, in the last sim, we did beat Ireland and Germany on a back-to-back. And let's take a look at our team's scoring depth. Monkey D. Luffy has been our team's point leader, who... 16 points in 10 games. Oh, nice, having a... Almost a little over 1.5 points per game average. Westbrook has been good too. Followed by Renat Rentaro Okabe with 12. Akira ran with 10. Okabe is our plus minus leader with 7. So yeah. We're going to spend switch over to B. World Junior Classic to see what's been going on over there. So, Team World is actually the best one right now besides the Young Guns team has struggled. In fact, having a minus 20 goal and not have won a single game Because it, 
I am on Team World. I'm fact the co-GM. So our points leader is David S. Pumpkins. With nine points. Followed by Ryu Kawashima, who I think is gonna be Anaheim's captain next season, with Capo Kapanen being called up to Edmonton with eight. Followed by the recently signed Yudo Kira Cladera Jr. with eight. Followed by A, my own player, the Delta. Followed by yours truly with seven. And oh wow, plus minus four. So yeah. You know what's been going on. Uh, the one player who I think has been completely, let's take a look at our goaltending here, for you has only lost once, has a 9-2-9 save percentage and a 1.6 goals against average. Uh, Bloody Oath, our backup, has also has been undefeated in two starts, has an 8.7, despite the low save percentage numbers, he does have a 1.5 goals against average. And both of them have a shutout. So, that's been going on in Team World. We, let's take a look at our last few. Uh, we shut out Team Young Guns 4 to nothing, 1-6-3 in a back-to-back. And then shut out Team North America 3 nothing. And I believe that was Froyu getting that shutout. So, yeah, I think strong goaltending and strong defense has been helpful to Team World. All right. It is time to jump into the questions, Fred. Our first question is from, sorry if I don't pronounce your name correctly, Infundel. He said, who I, I project is the first, I, here's my hot take. I think he's the number one overall pick. And if I'm wrong, I deserve to get ridiculed in the Anaheim locker room. Just go ahead and roast me if I'm wrong. First question says, how excited are you going into this draft versus the last one? Alright, hang on. I gotta deal something real quick. Hang on, who just messaged me? 
Oh, it's scouting. Hang on. I'm going to have to... Let's see. It's Texas, so I'm going to have to answer them when I'm done recording this podcast. So... Yeah. So let's dive into questions. He said, how excited are you going into this draft versus the last one? Oh, I have a fair confidence of where I'm going. Number one, a bit more confidence because I've, I've established myself more and I don't feel pressured by anyone. Number two, another reason I prefer going into this draft, it's a smaller group. And I'm more familiar with all the draftees. Because a bunch of them are my friends from over from ISFL. And of course, I brought in my brother, which is Ben Dover. Surprise! We're brothers. <laughs> That's the first time I've mentioned him being my brother. Oh. So yes. Well, hence you hear the jokes of Kim getting called my multi, which he isn't. <laughs> it's a brother. Uh, he then asked, Infidel asked, why are, you, why are dogs superior to cats? Okay, I got a bit of a story. So the reason we've, my family has been a dog family for a very long time, long before I was born. Uh, yeah, I asked, funny enough, during the first interruption break, I had to just take my dog outside. It's pouring down rain here in Valor Country which I'm not revealing where that is. So, yeah, dogs are pretty easier fun, and they're more of a companion. And I use them as therapy, too, because they're always there when you're sick or you're not in a good mood. My dog is a kisser, so, yeah. When you need to, he just licks your face off. <laughs> okay, this question does feel like a bit of a sucker punch, though. Why did your Capitals and his Penguins both shit the bed in the first round? I'm going to get the Pittsburgh one done first. Tristan Jari isn't a good goalie. I'm sorry. I hate to say this, but Matt Murray never left, buddy. Soft glove hand. That's what I'm going to say. Soft glove hand. I'd say also for the Capitals, too. I'd say power play not showing up. A lot of play, especially guys like Ovechkin being invisible. Guys like Ovechkin and Kuznetsov not showing up. Oh, yeah. And also suspect goal. I will never forgive Elias Simstonov for that gaff in game three. That's not acceptable. And Craig Anderson, he did well in game one in the overtime winner. But game two, that overtime goal was one word, soft. That is literally soft. You cannot give that goal up. I just say this, both of our goaltending needs have a lot of questions. So, yeah. My next question is another from a S60 draftee, Talls, who... First question he asks is, where do you see Vidal in five seasons? First things first, I think Vidal will probably be on the second line, pairing most likely by that point. 
if very optimistic, the first line. Because I expect the Dell to start in the lower in the bottom six initially, which is expected. So yeah. I'd say Vidal will probably be getting like 60, 70 point seasons around that point. Most likely 50. As she is designed to be more of a power play specialist. If you take a look at Vidal this season, most of her goals are from power plays. Or breakaways too, because she's good at that. So... Adele will probably be one of the more dominant players within five seasons. She's already one of the hottest prospects in the minors right now. So I'd say dominating in the SHL. Uh, Tall's next question is, who are your picks to win each division in the SMJHL for S60? Oof, that is really, really hard. I'd say it's a toss-up between Colorado and Anaheim. Both teams are strong. Uh, Colorado, you are losing a few good players to call-ups. I think Rose Jack might be called up. However, they have you as the backup, and you've been quite serviceable. So I think Colorado will slightly edge out Anaheim because of slightly better goaltending. Uh, then we go to Northwood. Kelowna's going to get hit by call-ups. Because most of their inactive players have the ineligibility rule. So Kelowna's going to fall off. So I'm going to say Anchorage. But if Kelowna wins it again, I'm not going to be surprised. That's tough. Vancouver could get in there too. Northeast Division? Oh, I... So, I believe, oof, I think it could be Newfoundland again. They still have their main goalie down in the minors. So, I'm going to say Newfoundland, they barely edge out Maine for that division. Southeast is the final one. I don't know why Detroit is in there, because bad geography reasons. Detroit's going to be worse, though. They lost one of their best players to call-ups. This is likely also going to be Kermit Murphy's last season down in Detroit before he moves up to Seattle in S61. I don't think Detroit wins the division. I really don't. My gut is telling me it's Carolina. So So my division winner picks are Anchorage, Carolina, Colorado, and Newfoundland. Paul's been asked, what can you bring to your future SHL team? I have a lot of stuff I can bring. You've seen what my player can do. What I bring to them is also a free speech platform. I have my podcast, which allows me to talk with people and let my voice be heard. Don't be afraid to do it. It's helpful to you, more helpful than you think. Uh, Number two, I've also given out some mental health counseling to a few people in the Anaheim locker room when they needed it, especially during losses. I basically serve as the team's therapist. So, yeah, good therapy, good locker room guy, and a Max Earner. That's what I can bring.
Our next question is from Minnesota Fine, who is the Japan GM. His first question is, what SHO teams would you be drafted to the most? But before that, I am going to call lunch break for now and be prepared for an awkward pause. Graders, is, I'm still recording this, so don't take time away from me. Hello and welcome back. This is, this is, I'm recording, this is after the lunch break I had, so let's get back into the questions. These are from Minnesota Fine. Uh, The first question he asked is, what SHL teams would you want to be drafted to the most? I actually don't have a preference, personally, because I don't mind where I end up. As long as they give me time to play, give me some good minutes, and... As long as I do well personally. Because I am prefer team over stats, personally. Especially team culture. If you don't have team culture and I'm not doing well, I am going to leave. That is my note. Because I'm not a big fan of double underachieving. If it's double jeopardy of that, I'm out. I'm not a fan... Second question he asked is, how do you feel about Team Japan's IHF performance? Um, we're doing quite well here. I think we're going to be one of the last spots to play in the knockouts rounds. I do think we won one of them, but I don't think we're close to a team like U.S. or Switzerland. I think it's going to be one of them who comes out with the gold. So, yeah. I think it's going to be, we're doing quite well, but not quite enough to be a good team. He then asked, is it worth it for people to be in multiple sim leagues at the same time? I would say yes. As a personal success story of being, having two max earning, three max earning players at once, one in the ISFL, one in the PBE, and now one here in the SHL. It's simple. You need to find a balance and a time to commit the sim leagues. Obviously, real-life work takes first off. Because if you don't put your real work first, then what the heck are you doing with your life? Real work first, sim league second. And if you're off work that day, Just do all your PTs that day. If you get burned out, oh well. It's called you have a pretty good job, good pay, and you need to find out how to balance it. And it's definitely worth it. You make a lot of friends and enemies too. (sighs) So, yeah, it's definitely worth it. My next question is from Namlet. Your new team, your new SHL team, oh my god, my grammar's bad. You, as part of a rookie hazing ritual, to take them all out to dinner. What kind of plays would you take them to and why? Oh boy, this is a tough one. Um, I'm thinking one of them, I have several options. First place would be a steakhouse, because obviously, steakhouse is nice and fancy. And of course, you can't pass up on a good steak. It's good. 
Second place I would take them to is a sushi place as a sign for the Dell's Japanese heritage. And then the Dell would put her own personal spin on a sushi roll. She prefers them nice and spicy. Why? And for toughness, I'd say she would take them to a seafood place. And she would pretty much explain how the local fish market works. As before she did hockey, she worked at a fish market. When she's not fighting crime, obviously. Our next question is from Asked Matten. First of, he first says, First of all, good luck in the draft. I hope you go to a team you're happy with. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. If you could do the last draft again, would you change your approach, or would you do the exact same thing with sticking with the person you want to draft it with? In my view, I would probably not do the partnership. Because I was being a little too cocky for that one. And I did get what I deserved for being cocky then. I've used it as fuel to fire today. I would still not do that. Because I would have been on the team today. And that would have been better. Probably would have been like a third round pick. But I don't mind. As long as I have a spot for me. If you had to show a talent to your new team at the Rookie Talent Show, what would be your talent? <sighs> if you're familiar with the show that Videl is from, he has a flying ability. Let's just say in shootout competitions, she would kind of bend the rules a little bit. And then like come on you when she's like riding the board, but she's actually on the boards. And then just score on you from there. So basically, she would just fly around and snipe you from above. Yep. That's che- it's a bit cheating, but they don't prosper. Is this the final question? I better check to make sure. This is, I think this is the final question. Is from Simply Incorrect. Who is Daniel America Jr.? He then asked... Ugh, this question is extremely biased. Why am I the best teammate on Anaheim? Well, first off, you're extremely active, which is a good thing. Two, you're max earning. Three, you're always a help to anyone who needs it. So I'd say you're helpful, you're honest, and you're kind. Thank you for that question. I believe Namlet and Minnesota Fine had earlier questions from a Hang on, someone messaged me. I need to take a look at that after the podcast. Do, 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 do. Yup. Minnesota Fine says, What's the main thing you're looking for out of Teen Japan, the international playing experience as a whole? I'd say probably looking to make new friends of the league. Because one thing I struggle with outside the league is... I have a little have a little bit of anxiety and some mental health issues. That's why I always want to have somebody to talk with. Which explains why I have the open DM policy. Basically, if you have anything to rant or need to speak with, I'm always there. So yeah. I'd say looking for a good friend and a person to hang around with. 
How have you liked... He then asked, How have you liked being a World Junior Classic GM? That's uh, pretty good. Learning the, the simp is a little bit complex, obviously, with, with their upload process, but goalie slots are easy. Shout out Agent Smith here. Stop missing the goalie swaps. That explains why you're getting fun. And I kicked something into the trash can. <laughs> and no, I'm not at a Houston Astros game. Thank you very much. So, it's Sims easy to learn, but it's complex. Ivan, and also, you make friends with the GMs you're going against. Once again, it's all about friendship and kindness. Our true final question of this podcast comes from Namlet. Anything you notice as a trend, both good and bad, is part of your Sim League experience. I tend, the bad thing I know is that I have a tendency of falling in drafts. Since I usually back certain, but people think I have a not-so-good reputation, which explains why I fall a little bit, and the main reason I went undrafted, so yeah. Also, a good trend, people realize I'm a steal in the draft and they take a chance on me. And a good thing I've noted, I don't bolt from teams that often, unless your GM is an asshole or something. Because if that happens, or I'm getting harassed, I leave. It's simple. No harassment, period. Or else, I'm going to be complaining in the DMs of a GM here. So, that I think that will do it for this edition of the ValorCast. I'd like to thank everyone for your questions. And once again, stay safe, wear your mask, and if you have anything to talk to, My DMs are always open. Thank you and have a great day.